See, I, this is again a plebeian thing. I don't know how Apple Watches necessarily fully operate, but I think they can vibrate. But yep. I don't know if people choose for them to. Like, I get phantom vibrations on my wrist now, kind of like how people would get like phantom vibrations in their pockets or something like that if they're just used to their phone going off all the time. Interesting. Like, there are times where I'll be walking and it'll just be my phone, my watch just moving on my wrist. And I'll yeah. think it like, oh, that, that feels like a vibration. And then I go to check and like nothing happened. But it's just because I'm so used to that being on my wrist and getting like I get a decent number. Not like that I'm popular. It's just for work. Text message is a very yeah. strong preference of communication. So it's like I get a lot of text messages each day. I totally get that with my phone where, where I, I think that I heard it ring or vibrate or whatever. And then I look down and it's just like, no, what the fuck you doing, man? I'm, I'm, yeah. You're not that cool, bro. I'm just chilling here. I'm like, I swear right. to God you rang. And no, no, it wasn't me. No. But Sometimes yeah, I wonder yeah. if they do that just to test our reliance on them. <laughs> like the, uh, the Pavlov's dog. <laughs> yes, exactly. We are their dogs. Yeah, and they're like, oh, look at how it look at how it reacts to us. Beep boop, beep beep boop. Trying to figure out exactly how hard it has to vibrate to get the majority of people to look down at it. Exactly, we're we're just a test subject at this point. Um, I believe that to be of, objectively true. <laughs> well, I mean, it is to a certain extent, right? Because yep. like they literally do hire focus groups and do studies on these things. Yep, just like how Uber drivers are actually just research and developers. It's so true. Incredibly and then they underpaid get paid research and developers. So shitty for it. Yeah, exactly. I, I've been saying this shit since like 2014 where I was like, yo, you guys shouldn't just be doing this and not take anything back for it. Like, I think it's like totally ridiculous. I, and I avoided even using the service for the longest time. Oh, yeah. The only A reason... A lot of people did. The only reason I ever use it is because I need to go and pick up my truck from the shop, like while I'm at work. That's all. And the thing is, like, it's totally when when you frame it as like transportation. That's where I mean, there's this conversation right now happening about how like, oh, what do you think if Uber or Lyft try and like do things to where they integrate with existing public transportation systems? It's like. That's not important in places where there isn't all like is not a public transportation system like right. where you live. Like you use it to supplant your like if you're out for a night of drinking or if you're like, you know, just yeah, well, going to pick up your truck. I say me personally, like I only I only use it when I'm going to get my truck to like to and from to get my truck from the shop. And that's just because I'll drop it off on my way to work. And then I'll go pick it up either at lunchtime or after work. And I don't want to yeah. put out, you know, people at the office be like, can you come pick me up? And, and Tess See, has you're a better thing. than I am. Well, and Tess has a thing with my truck where she refuses to, to enable it because she hates the truck. Um, that being said, I use Uber Eats and DoorDash and all of that stuff. But you can't really replace the person. Like, even if you automated that job away, you still need somebody to walk it to my doorstep. Like that's what hack can do. Car. Well, hello, <laughs> Speaking hack. of the text message I just got from hack of I had to Uber to get food, so that's why I'm late. So very <laughs> topical. There you go. 
I, I need a food in my stomach so badly. <laughs> we were just talking about how their their drivers are underpaid research and developers. Oh yeah, definitely. I like also that. they they got rid of the self driving cars here, which kind of sucks. But oh, interesting. I, I, yeah, that's right. I recently heard really? something from uh, I think his name is Scott Galloway. Who said uh, Uber's Uber's uh, no Lyft's offer of what they're going to pay like their longest uh, tenured drivers is the equivalent of every time somebody takes a ride they throw a nickel at them. Because <laughs> it's basically like, tipping, right? Yeah, you know, it's like it's like if you have done like over ten thousand trips, you get a thousand dollars or something like that. Also, if you just spend your life trying to get to that point, you're like, well, shit. Well, you know, I mean, like, a lot of those people, like, bought fucking cars to do it. They're like, oh, it needs to be oh a newer God. car. Some of them rent it. Yeah, some of them will rent them, too. Wild. I don't yeah, know. I'll lease them. I don't know how they're actually making any money, but. Yeah. I don't know either. I wonder if people are just bad at doing their finances. Just like. That'd make. You know, one of us. Just <laughs> me. Um, I was gonna say just like, and then I couldn't figure. I can't think of a team that has been mismanaging its money immediately. Oh, uh, that would be the Wizards. There we go. John Wall's contract is an abomination. Actually, I it's also the Wizards are real. It's actually also the Blazers. Because the fact that Evan Turner is making eighteen million dollars is is a disaster, and the fact that Myers Leonard is also making like ten or eleven is also a disaster. Yeah, well, who's actually on the Wizards roster though? On the on the Wizards, uh, you got fucking John Wall is the worst part, um, but you also got Bradley Beal. Um, I can't remember who the is big Dwight is. Dwight still there? Dwight's not there anymore. Dwight plays. Who's the guy from I think he uh, for the Hawks this last year? But I could be wrong about that. I could be misremembering. Wasn't there a guy from U of A on the Wizards? Trevor Ariza. So he, listen to the Wizard salaries here. This is this year, okay? Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you next year, okay? This is okay. what they're going into this next year paying. Uh, Bradley Beal is gonna make twenty seven million dollars next year. Jeez. Are you ready for this, John Wall? Fresh off a, hold on, hold on, John Wall injury. Achilles uh, Achilles tendon injury in his left heel. So he's, he's, next thing, John Wall age. 28 years old, he has an Achilles tendon injury in his left heel. And he is due $38 million next year. Followed by $41 million, $44 million, and then $47 million. Brutal. I knew there was a reason that the Wizards came to mind. Jesus. That is obnoxious. Now, they're granted... They're not going to have any room to do anything over the next couple of years. No, they're fucked. They're absolutely fucked. Because they also have Beal signed through 2020-21. They're probably... You know, Beal actually could be a good candidate for them to trade to uh, the Lakers when the Lakers strike out and don't get Anthony Davis. Which will probably happen. Yeah, because then you'll have LeBron, Beal, and a bunch of youngsters, and they'll be able to trade some of their youngsters that are on cheap contracts to the Wizards so the Wizards can basically just try and 
you know, brunted out for a couple of years while John Wall's contract expires. Who did um, the Lakers just get as their... Didn't they just come close to getting someone for their head coach? No. Frank Vogel agreed to a deal to become the next coach. That's I, what it I've seen like seven different names for that, so I keep just like not doing anything. I know that I have 50 cents on uh, LeVar Ball becoming the president of basketball operations. And I'm really hoping, not just because I would win $500, but because of how hysterical that would be that it happens. No, so apparently this Frank Vogel, um, they the Lakers, some source said that he has agreed to a three-year deal. And that's like the closest that anybody's gotten. He was the third coach to be offered the job because Monty Williams and Ty Lue both rejected. Um oh. I don't even know. I heard Ty Lue rejected because they weren't willing to meet his yearly demand. Like, he wanted, like, a five-year deal or something. And they were like, ah, no, how about, like, three? And he's like, fuck you, I have a ring. Well, I mean, that's where, like, okay, all this this John Beeline stuff that's come out to Like, I've been emotionally not fully coping with it. Because, so John Beeline, who was, was, as of this morning. Oh, yes the head coach hold from on, Michigan. Hold on, hold on. Before, before we do this. Welcome to the Completely Unprepared Podcast. Oh. My name is David. <laughs> this is normally where Jay goes, and now I don't know what to do, because he's not here right now, so I'm freezing. That probably is the name else. Jay would have gone with. Exactly. <laughs> and the other name you heard, of course, was Kira, and today we have Hack here with us again. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, Before I rudely interrupted, Kira... When I was just talking about the emotional turmoil of seeing John Beeline, a.k.a. the greatest basketball coach that Michigan has ever seen, who has brought us back from the depths of despair and helped us to, I think, what, nine consecutive NCAA tournament appearances? Uh, Must and be he's nice. Gone, and he's going to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hey, Hat, you're going to get more NCAA tourney appearances under Bobby fucking Hurley. BFH. But uh, while you guys were talking about the Wizards, though, I looked up the Magic's roster, and I need you guys to go look at one picture. Um, so just pull up the the Magic's like official website. Just just send the send the link in the chat. Ooh, okay, that's that's better. <laughs> that's helpful. It'd probably be better if I actually sent you the guy's profile, but we're gonna we're gonna play, the uh, chat. <clears throat> We're gonna play a little, uh, like a little who's who here. Are you trying so to guess, you... guess Ken Birch? No. So you oh, know the GIF or GIF or whatever it is, because I always say the wrong one. Um, it's GIF, yeah. GIF, GIF. Um, well, the guy who you know created the... it calls it GIF. So you know the one of from Rocky, where the guy is like, if he dies, he dies. And if you scroll down to number 21, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name, but I'll try. Uh, <laughs> Timothy Mozgov. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like a middle-aged version of that guy. Yep. If he dies, he dies. But he's more of if the lawn if the lawn doesn't get overseeded, the lawn doesn't get overseeded. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, Mozgov uh, used to play with uh oh. used to play with LeBron. He looks like a guy who yeah. would be playing in like an LA fitness in Mesa, Arizona. God damn it. But taking it way too seriously. Wait, is no, LA Fitness in basketball? That's Nikola Vucevic. They do. They do have they do have basketball courts. Interesting. And yes, Vucevic Vucevic came with like three other bros that are playing with him. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Very, very bottom. Number oh, okay, number nine. nine. Yeah. Like he came also, he came looks- in with his his fat friend who always wears a backwards hat. Uh, and his uh, friend with glasses, who everybody for some reason uh, is told to call him Spitfire, but he nobody does. Vucevic <laughs> is just he forgot his spec rex at home. <laughs> yes. So anyway. Yeah. What else happened in sports? Soccer. <clears throat> Soccer. Yeah. Soccer. Hack, this is did, you guys. Did you two watch? I know Hack watched one of them, but did you two watch those Champions League games last week? Nope. I watched the Liverpool one. That was it. Okay, so let's start with that. And I, let's then I, then let's I start with the Liverpool final. game. How wonderful How wonderful was that for you as a new Liverpool fan? Oh, lifelong. Lifelong Liverpool fan. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I just uh, I ask no. I ask with this with this is the the lead in. I always point out to people when they ask like, "Oh, how did you become a Steelers fan?" I always point out that it, all it started was me liking their uniforms, and then I played as them on the video games. So I started to know the players, and then they won two Super Bowls before I turned fifteen. Yeah, that's Life's probably a way to become but, a fan. And now we're done. Like that's that's what's going to be the case. So. For me, I originally was just like, oh, I've noticed a lot of people that I follow are tweeting about Liverpool um, on Twitter. Uh, you mean namely, Katie Nolan? Katie Nolan, yes. <laughs> uh, trying, shh, shh, she hasn't, she hasn't Katie, married yet. She hasn't Katie, married yet. Katie, if you're okay. listening, thanks for the invite to the assholes. She doesn't yeah, know so, you're married yet, but she knows how to block all of your DMs. That's not true, Okay. <laughs> Hack, have you ever tried to slide into Katie Nolan's DMs? Absolutely not. Oh, boo. I have too much respect for that. For respect her, for not her. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not for me. Absolutely not for me. That, let's, let's make that clear. I have too much respect for her. Uh, myself, I would gladly embarrass myself for her. Um, <laughs> that would work. Well, no, even if it didn't work, I'd be like, oh, if she, if she really wants me to embarrass myself and she's going to laugh at me, I'd probably still do it. Um, Instead of being yeah. put on blast on the internet. Kira, you, oh, to be you, honest, as long as it wasn't that bad, like as long as it was just like, hey, like this guy seems really nice, but he just won't shut up, so I'm going to put him on blast. It's an, And rather than be like, this guy's really creepy, I think I'd still do it. For real. And it'd be like, hey, she noticed me, so it's further than most people get, right? <laughs> but she's uh, a Liverpool fan? Yes, she mm-hmm. is. Sorry. Door of murder. She uh, uh, she tweets about them nonstop. She uh, showcased them on her show when she went to yeah. the the game. She did this whole thing about it, which was actually pretty well done, I thought, because she, she spent... That, yeah, it's really good. Well, she spent a ton of time looking at... I think that that part is so easy to do and just have, you know, 
one after another interview with players and stuff like that, whereas she focused yeah. on the the actual like city culture around the sport. Yeah. Uh, so like for somebody like me who really knows a fair amount about the players and and even about uh, European soccer culture in general, um, oh, it, it was still it was still it, it made it much more interesting for me to watch from the perspective of how the town was preparing for a game as opposed to, oh, here's where the players like to hang out or here's a, a random person who has been a Liverpool fan their whole life. And, you know, like it just it was much more valuable that way. And I agree because from my perspective of someone who knows almost none of the players, um, <laughs> one, that's the only one I know. Um, and so coming from that and getting the, here's the culture, here's, Kind of, you know, like you said, kind of how the city prepares for a match day and going to the bar where, you know, Liverpool was founded and all that stuff. That was far more interesting to me than let's talk to, you know, let's talk to Mo Salah for like 45 minutes. And yeah, the, even though like she did go to the press conference and everything. Yeah, it was but she not did, centered she, around that. Even that she did in her own way. In, yeah. Yeah, it's tongue in cheek. It was kind of more okay. I I know I shouldn't be here, kind of thing. And exactly. So it was a little Wait, more... can we back up to the part about how Liverpool was founded in a bar? Yeah. What is this? Uh, I mean, it was founded in the 1800s. Most of them were founded in a bar. Yeah. But like, how uh, do you also, how do you officially found something in a bar? I believe it was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, I, I, I actually believe... don't know the full details to this. I just know they were all they were all done in the 1800s, and it was an excuse for people to go play games and and drink booze, basically. Um, and but that's so, like life right now. No, no, no. That, that's, there's a that's what's the other nearby club? I'm blanking. Oh, Everton. Yeah, so Everton was the original one in town, and didn't get everybody get like really pissed off about something, and then all of a sudden <coughs> they're like, "Let's just make our own football club with blackjack and hookers." And- that would make a ton of sense just because of the level of rivalry they have. The sometimes rivalries that are like proximity based. You kind of recognize when it's deeper than that, you know, and and yeah. that rivalry is. I'm looking yeah. it up because I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Okay, it's admittedly sitting that, that, around one night. Yeah, that that's admittedly something that I'm not as familiar with as uh, as, as many other things. Same. I did I did take history of soccer in uh, college. However, uh, the class was at eight a.m. and even soccer can't get me out of it bed at eight a.m. unless it's to watch it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but like, how? Okay, I just said like okay multiple times. I'm really sorry, you guys. Like it's okay. That's what editing's for. I do this. I'll make it sound um, like you said it like ten times. Oh my god, totes. Be remix. <laughs> totes. <laughs> totes. Um, I guess it's just a matter of saying that as a part of your history, you were founded in this specific bar. Oh yeah, yeah that's big time. I mean, it, it set up that bar massively. Like people are obviously people go, yeah. go there just for that reason for sure. <clears throat> so I, mean, I would. So Liverpool was founded following a dispute between the Everton Committee and John Howding, Holding, uh, who is the club president and owner of the land at Anfield. 
after eight years, Everton relocated, and then uh, the club president founded Liverpool to play in Anfield. Okay. So he said, get off my fucking lawn. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, make we're my own play team. here now. Yeah. Screw sounds guys. very similar to the American Revolution. Okay. It sounds very similar to, uh, if we want to go full circle here, you can go very Arizona State with it. You got, oh, you don't want us to play in the Sun Bowl? Guess what? We're going to make the Fiesta Bowl. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds actually much more accurate. Yeah. But, well, that's interesting. I mean, and now here you have Liverpool almost down on their last leg, coming back. Yeah, coming yeah. back. Yeah. Down so they, four uh, nothing. Yeah, they were down 3 0. Uh, oh, 3 0, sorry. But they're playing at home, so they could not really get scored on, or they would need five goals. Um, you can't tie because you can't tie with that. They could they could have tied at three goals up if it was three zero versus three zero. They could have tied, but as soon as Barcelona scored a goal, they were going to be in a bad shape, needing five goals total. Um, but they managed to get four goals and and knock Barcelona out. And, and this is the second year in a row that Barcelona has had such a colossal collapse. Last year, I think it was a three zero. I think it was a 3-0 lead they had against Roma, and Roma came back and won, and just absolute disaster. At that time, people were like, should the manager get fired? Should every player get fired? Like, What, what, what are we going to do about this? This is ridiculous. And then they did it again. Why aren't they doing goals. that now? Or are and they the doing that now? Three goals happened in like five minutes? Three, yeah. Um, yeah, real quick. Yeah, no, boom, boom, boom. Exactly. well, it was because it was because one happened at the end of the first half, if I remember correctly, and then two happened within like three minutes of each other in the second half. So, like, oh, okay. so like in terms of the the actual number of what moment, minute it happened at, they seemed very quick. Um, but uh, yeah, to answer your question, Kara, the, they actually are talking about it now on whether or not somebody has to get let go, or you know, and it sounds like what they're going to do is they're just going to basically sell a few players and sign a few players and move on. <laughs> and I mean, that's all you really can do. That's basically my dating life. <laughs> hey. Sign a couple, trade a couple, release a couple, move on. Exactly. Just move past it. But yeah, there uh, sounds like Coutinho is going to get this, going to get axed. Coutinho came from Liverpool was signed for massive amounts of money from uh, transferring from Liverpool to Barcelona. Uh, he'll probably go. I don't know where he'll go, but he'll probably go. Um, Just somewhere, anywhere. Well, somebody's going to be lucky because his value's been devalued a bit. Um, he's kind of taking the brunt of a lot of this stuff, even though it's really not his fault. He just hasn't looked like he fit into that team, but he's still a phenomenal player. I mean, we saw it at the World Cup first. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was he was quite good at the world cup um but we're gonna have we're, we're gonna be dealing with that uh on the barcelona side but on the other side there are quite a few teams that are looking to bring in players so they're gonna have some some possible suitors if they're trying to get rid of a player at the level of coutinho and maybe a couple other players that they may be trying to get rid of i know they have i think it's rabio um who, uh, who basically sounds like a uh, like a, a white rapper from uh, Manhattan, whose <laughs> parents are both investment bakers. Um, Listen, I just want to be known as Rob, you mom. <laughs> We're so hard. It's about not that. a phase. 
<laughs> it's real, mom. God, you never take me on my rapping career seriously. You do that too well, Kira. Take me too seriously, okay? Can you remember to tell Consuela to wash my do rags this time? <laughs> Last time she didn't hang them up. They don't dry right if you don't hang them up. Exactly. The purple one has to be dry clean. And then my hair totally gets nappy, Mom. Come on. <laughs> Damn it, Kyle. <laughs> we talked about this. Quit bullying Consuela. But yeah, so that was that was an amazing game to watch. And the final yeah, goal was just a total total heads-up play by Trent Alexander-Arnold seeing oh, yeah. Origi in the middle just just floating in the middle of space and they apparently came uh it came out afterwards that apparently the uh liverpool they practiced like, it an, the, well yeah the analytics staff basically was watching barcelona and noticed that a lot of the times on set plays they were disorganized and kind of not paying attention so they knew that if they if just they played that. heads up that they might be able to catch them out and it ended up winning them the game Heads up is a really fun game. <laughs> and then you'll never walk alone. Yes, and oh. then they had their whole singing oh, so ceremony cool. and stuff. And I, now keep in mind, and, and this is a weird thing for me. I, I wonder what your guys' take on this is. So let's let's pose the full question. Um, and then we'll and then we'll get to Tottenham. Okay. How do you guys feel about like assigned rivalries in sports? And what I mean by that is like like it is a known rivalry that Yankees and uh, Red Sox don't like each other. But that's, if you're a new Yankees fan or you're a new Red Sox fan, that's just an assigned rivalry. Okay. How do you guys feel about that? I understand the point. I understand the point. Um, An assigned rivalry. Whereas you don't really know, you, you you haven't had it built up in terms of hatred. And there's no reason really for you to hate them other than the fact that you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, hmm. This is an interesting one for me uh, for lots of reasons. Um, number one, I think the ASU and UVA one, you can unpack a lot because UVA did everything they could to keep ASU from being a university. Um, so that's one thing. And then, but also Cardinals Cubs is very much manufactured. I feel like, I feel like there's nothing really there for there to be hatred about, but it's been manufactured enough to the point where uh, there's no reason for the Cardinals to really hate the Cubs because it's, it's almost the exact same thing as Red Sox Yankees. It's the Yankees should have, it's maybe it's a little bit different for the Red Sox than Yankees because it's, there's so much more proximity, but there's no, argument in terms of the history um and there's more (laughs) hatred there between red sox yankees because of the babe ruth thing and johnny damon and all these different players have gone between the two teams but i don't know that's an interesting one yeah i would say that there's probably there aren't as many circumstances nowadays where you have like manufactured and i'm trying to think like um you know sports where divisions have been like says the thing okay so when i'm looking at i'm I'm thinking of the nl west also right because you have 
the Rockies, who have never really had <clears throat> a solid rivalry against anyone. Again, going back to like what Hack said about like proximity and we're a really young club and like, you know, the most we've ever had to a rivalry is just ri- rivalry. Rivalry. I think the Dodgers are the closest thing. Yeah. But I think that's yeah, I Dodgers think and that's Giants. Not so much. I think I wouldn't even say Giants. I'd say Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Would don't interrupt me. But I think that <laughs> sorry. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Um, or you're forgiven. Whatever. Um, the, the the reason that the Dodgers are kind of what you think of is because, like, I would say the Dodgers are everybody in that division natural enemy because of yeah. the success they've had in recent years. Like, if the Diamondbacks had been that successful, like. We would probably say the same thing about the Diamondbacks. If the Rockies had been that successful, nobody would ever be like, oh, yeah, well, you're a Rockies fan, but that's okay because, like, you've never really won anything. You know, like, I think I think that partly comes from, you know, the establishment of, you know, we haven't had anybody near the team for long enough to where there's a crazy rivalry where we've been, I would, I mean, you can even then say the Red Sox because they were the ones who, you know, we went up against in um, from winning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like from there, every Rockies fan kind of hates the Red Sox based on principle. Um, but that has nothing to do with how close we are or a historic like it's just historical. And it's based off of one series where we fucking shit the bed. So I've so, wondered this for a long time about Colorado sports. Um, so what I've noticed is everyone, everyone, so between Avs and Nuggets and Rockies, everyone kind of resents the Broncos a little bit. You mean like all of the fans of our team? Right. So there's a group of each fan base that resents uh, resents Broncos fans because it's, I don't know what it is. And the way I would describe it is the way that Blues Two of the most unlikable quarterbacks ever. You know, outside of them actually doing something illegal. But Blues fans resent Cardinals fans because it's like the Cardinals fans have all the success and they have these great memories. And then if you're not a Cardinals fans and you are a blues fan, you feel like you've been robbed of it. And so like, there's a, there's a, there's a section of blues fans that resent Cardinals fans um, because they like almost move on to baseball season too early because the blues have never won. That's and so I, I wa- feel like there's also that same section in terms of, Colorado sports but I wonder if that happens in like all sports like I wonder if there's probably like a subsection if there's a subsection of like Mariners fans who just get so annoyed when everyone's like oh 100 all right the Seahawks back on again yeah Yeah. that's honestly probably a better example of it because you're thinking like okay where do you have like a totally shitty baseball team that most like at least the Rockies have been to like the World Series and you know we've been pretty decent for some years. Mariners and you've won just... a Stanley Cup, so. But yeah, and I mean in the early, that's the thing too is like in the early nineties, um, there was almost a, a resentment of hockey fans against football fans because like. We were winning the Super Bowl and doing really well in football the same years that we were winning the Stanley Cup. And so, like, but then people would focus on football over hockey and we'd be like, look, we just won back-to-backs, guys. 
Right. Um, and that's that's kind of like my question is I feel like if anything else, the Avs fans are caught in the middle. And then yeah. the Broncos fans are the Yankees of Colorado sports. Yeah. And I mean, and, this, so there's yeah. also the, the issue too of like, you know, people only paying attention to the Broncos. Like it's, it's, I think it's starting to be different now because there's a solid generation between like different eras of Broncos success. So right. for me, I was like, okay, well the kid, as a kid, they were really good. And almost to what David said is, like, oh, I knew a bunch of people who were rooting for that. Like, obviously, I paid attention because it was my home's like team, yeah. um, and they were good. And then I paid attention to them on and off. But I've definitely paid more attention to the Rockies every single year, like in and out, whether or not they've been successful. And so I think, I think it's also something that's not so much maybe like sports fandom as it is just current events slash topical things fandom like people will pay attention to the broncos because they play once a week because it's very easy sport all things considered to watch and to like you're not having to constantly be on i mean i feel like at a baseball game when you're sitting there watching it you just have to constantly be paying attention otherwise you're going to miss something well and even if you're right? supposed to be on you have to be on one day a week yeah exactly and i mean that's where you kind of distinguish from the casual fans who will be able to plop down x money for super bowl tickets and like people who have been following it their entire lives and they have never been to a game. And yeah, like, like those people probably resent those people. So like the difference between like a baseball fan who watches every single game of a season of their team, but but they're they're you know, they're a casual fan at that level, right? So they're not sitting there with their notebook taking, you know, keeping right. keeping score, keeping track or whatever the term is. Um but they but they're watching every single game. Like that person is somebody who golfs every day, whereas somebody who watches every game of their football team is somebody who golfs every week. Yeah. Even yeah. though uh, all it guess, is, yeah. even though all it is, is watching all of the games of your team over their season. Right. Like that's the difference of level of like commitment that it takes to do something like that. Because like I, I like the Mariners and and I like baseball, and you know what? I haven't watched a Mariners game in a week. Like I just. Well, you're not losing as much information if you didn't watch a week of baseball as you do if yeah. you miss a game of football. Um, yeah. I guess I guess my question was is that does that translate to other fan bases? Because there, I don't know what it is about like the St. Louis side of it. Whereas, like, I don't know why there's like a whole section of like Blues Reddit and Blues Twitter. It's like fuck all baseball, fuck the Cardinals. It's like, dude. Like if there's one thing that's kept us alive, <laughs> no, no, I think it's, yeah. I think it's, I think it's just a matter of like, because like you're gonna get, you're gonna get it yeah. big. Like if 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 St. Louis gets a soccer team and you guys are good, you're gonna oh, yeah. get it there too, because that's what happened yeah. when the Sounders yeah. were good. Was like you had a lot of people who were like, yeah, but like it's just, fu- it's just fucking soccer. Like what are you getting so excited about? It's like, dude, we just fucking won like everything, like literally everything yeah. we could won, we just won. And they're like, yeah, but yeah. it's soccer, so I don't give a fuck. And it's like that's fine, yeah, I, that's, but like yeah, I don't like that though. That's dumb. 
I, I, I disagree with those people. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm with you. But like, think of how like think of like if you were somebody who uh, who was a big Marlins and Dolphins fan, right? Growing yep. up, you loved you loved going to, to play baseball, and you loved going to play football, and, and you lived in walk. Miami. And then all of a sudden, LeBron came to Miami. Yeah, and you're just like, I don't fucking like basketball. See, I think yeah. it's the opposite, though. I feel like it would be if if you're sitting there and the Heat have won a bunch, and you're like. Yo, like the Tampa Bay Lightning are really good too. Like, what's going on? Like, why does nobody pay attention to us? That yeah, that would be another way of looking at it. And I'll and I'll bet I'll bet uh, that's probably even twice as bad for for the various women's sport. Like like the Sparks in yeah. Seattle have oh, been yeah, fucking yeah. monstrous, and just I couldn't tell you how many titles they've won in the last ten years. You could tell me that they weren't a team ten years ago, and I wouldn't know that. Yeah. Well, I think there's also, that's what distinguishes people who are solid sports fans themselves yeah. versus people who are like, oh, yeah, like I'm a Bronco. Like, you know, I feel like the people that I met who are sports fans are like, yeah, you know, obviously the Broncos are really well, but also didn't the Rockies like finish above 500 or like they'll pay attention to things year round peripherally versus, and also I'm going to say like, as far as football goes, like the the I would say, Bron- this this kind of plays into what Hack was saying is that there are, is a subsect of Broncos fans who just hate the Raiders based off principle. Yeah, and it's like actually, if you kind of think about it, like the Raiders have never really been our biggest rival. It's probably the Chiefs because the Chiefs have always been the ones to come back and fuck us at the end of the season. Like, when we're getting really close. Or, like, they've always been the ones who have had, like, the talent to really fuck with us. Like, the Raiders have always been kind of on the edge. And, like, it's never really, like, it's been a, a, I think it was a manufactured rivalry. But then when we started to get into more divisional stuff, like, we always faced the Chiefs more. Which that that kind of brings us full circle. I was just going to say, that that goes back really well to to the point that I was... uh, about to pose when we when we took this bird walk um (laughs) which was with those kind of assigned rivalries uh me being somebody who is from the u.s and and didn't grow up in manchester i didn't grow up around liverpool i'm a manchester united fan but like i don't like i hate chelsea and arsenal more than i hate liverpool like by a lot, right? Like by a lot, because I, they kept you from more. In wins. in my in my recent memory, they have been yeah. the those have been the games that I have been more uh, upset about, and it's possible yeah. that I don't realize that it's just that I've seen more of those games because. Well, it, I think um, you do now, right? I well, mean, now I now I watch every Manchester United game yeah. as long as like it's not like a major conflict. You know, like yeah. when I'm at work, I get to watch half of it because I get to watch it at lunch and you know stuff like that. But other than that, like I've I've watched every single United game, uh, regular league game because those are all shown. Um, I, and then that's what I should say, as, as long as they're actually shown on the regular TV, because there are a couple that won't be because there will be a Liverpool Man City game at the same time, and it's like, yeah, we're gonna yeah. show this one rather than Manchester United versus Brighton. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, but as long as it's so shown, think, I've watched yeah. every game over the last three years. 
And I can't even say that for the Rockies, honestly, is that, I mean, yeah. there's such a high volume of games, but I'll watch them and I'll carve out the time to watch a game at least like once a week. And yeah. it always helps if it's at nighttime or if it's later because I can come home and I'll just like curl up in bed and watch it and like have the replay on or watch a game from like the previous day, et cetera. Um, but like I'll, I'll, I'll pretty much always tune in and watch or follow on the radio every NL division game for the Rockies. Like interdivision, yeah. so much. But that's like throughout cool. the season, that's a good way I think about it. always say because well, because again, like that's what impacts us the most in October. Yeah, our our divisional play is is that you know if you're going into a series against the Diamondbacks and. You're like, oh, well, I don't know why this should be important. You're also like, well, also, you know, we sh- were only X number of games up. And if we'd beaten them earlier in the season, like, maybe not, you know? Yeah. So I think for me, so the there's no reason for me to really hate the Cubs. Um, because for the most part, the Cardinals have had a better go of things than the Cubs have uh, in yeah. terms of my lifetime. Um, but also, I think there is a small part of me that when it comes down to okay like my entire lifetime from when i was born until 2016 i always had the trump card over cubs fans i was always they'd say they'd say like oh yeah like we've beaten the season series like well you beat us in the season series here because we don't pay attention to you first of all second of all you haven't won since 1908 like yeah. you're not going to win ever. And half the time you're almost on the verge of bankruptcy until the most yeah. recent years. Um, so I think I always told this story about when the Cubs won the world series, it was one of those things where it was like, it, there was a, such a weird feeling about it because it shouldn't have mattered so much to me that they won. But when they did win, it was like soul crushing because yeah. it was just, Maybe it was because I didn't have the trump card anymore and those arguments, but I think it was more of like, fuck, they're good now. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Like, now I have to deal with this shit. Well, um, and that's that's why I almost, I think there are also the universally disliked teams that are disliked because of their success. And that's partly like you look at the Cowboys or the Patriots or even, yes, the Steelers. Sorry, oh, David. The, the card- the Cardinals are one of those teams too. It's just they're yeah. It's a Midwestern thing. Everybody forgets about the about Missouri. So yeah, yeah. and it's like if you're paying attention, but I mean the the football teams are easy to point to because like okay. I feel like their merchandise is more widely available because the NFL's revenue streams are higher because they exploit their players so much more like lucratively. <laughs> I was wondering um, how many more because this was going to take you to get to that point. I can. So we're at the bottom of it. Um, But, like, you know, you have the teams that are visibly always good. And that's where almost for for you, Hack, I think, like, with the Cubs, it was also that, like, there was this, this thing that kind of broke as far as public perception in that people saw the Cubs as, like, Oh, they're the underdog. They're gonna come like they're they're gonna win. Like they're gonna be so good. And it's like, no, they kind of just completely fucked over their payroll for this one year because oh, they no, knew this I, was the one year. I disagree about the payroll thing. Really? I just, I just think that they finally had someone that gave enough of a shit to spend the money. So there you go. So it's like they 
they had WGN buy them and ran them into the ground. And basically all they did, all they did it for was the TV rights because they knew they could broadcast nationally and have all these eyes and make a ton of money. And then finally, some poor bloke who now is having to eat his own shit and eat crow, uh, finally gave enough of a shit to be like, I'll buy the Cubs. I'll make sure we win a world series. I'll buy Theo Epstein, who honestly is the, he will go down as probably the greatest GM it's in smart. baseball history. It's incredible. Just go out and buy the guy. Just go out and buy the guy and you'll win one. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And now you got well, So maybe that's what I'm saying more. Yeah. It's like, you know, that now there's this this picture. There's a threat. Casual uh, Well, there's a threat, yes, but also like the casual baseball fan who has disregarded Chicago baseball for their entire lifetime. And it's not like so much a bandwagon thing because like you can be from Chicago and you can always be like, oh yeah, I was a Cubs fan, but like, and we went to games. It's like if if the Rockies were to win a World Series, like I don't know what I would do. Like I would just, I, I think I would break some some part of me. Well, and what would, would happen? Be broken is, and not compute. But I'll say what would happen to you is that all of a sudden you would see tons of your friends who you grew up with, who like would go to a game if you invited them to one, but like didn't follow the team suddenly all have Rockies jerseys that they wear around five times every three yeah. months. And they're all Arenado jerseys, which listen, yep. I love that man more <laughs> yep. than anything. Pro- legitimately probably more than anything. One in every point. eight has a Blackman jersey. Yeah, exactly. And, and, even, then, and even there, even then like it's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah and like it's acceptable and it's fine but yeah. you know like that's that's the thing is for 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 the like the cubs as a franchise and i think that's part of what ticks people off when you're talking about creating a rivalry is like yeah that was never anything like, there, there there was something to it but the cardinals just shit on them every year but then so they my never thing is yeah that. They- yeah. But so my question is is still a little bit different than that, which is, and I'm going to pose right. the, the final question here on this topic, which is, do you have to adopt the rivalries that weren't manufactured for your team? As far as so, like, if you become a Broncos fan, or if you grow up a Broncos fan, you have to hate the Chiefs. Right, the real the real rivalries, like basically, like if you're from Philly, do you have to basically hate Boston sports? I think if you're from anywhere in America, you have to hate Boston sports. Okay. I think okay, you Boston then to Philly. The, I think you almost have to accept the manufactured ones more. Yeah, I would say that's probably how I because feel. Because I think if you go into uh, if you go to like the U of A ASU thing, like there's probably a ton of kids that, you know, uh, that go to ASU have no clue why that's even a rivalry. Right. And they other than watch those the sports. And, well, yeah. Other than that, you're just like down the yeah. road from us. Like you're as close to us. Why, why should I hate them? Um, yeah. And they think, Oh, they're just better at basketball than us. And we're better at football than them. And like, that's it. Like that's the rivalry. Um, but I think, I think you have to accept those ones more. Um, because there's a difference between, okay, well, if you really look at the history of it, you know, like, oh, like we traded the Red Sox traded Babe Ruth to the Yankees. The Yankees became amazing, blah, blah, blah. Like that's the history. Like you have to hate them. 
because of that. And it changed the entire course of an organization or, yeah. you know, you know, all types awesome. of things like the Everton and Liverpool things. Yeah. Like, well, because for that changed the entire trajectory of two clubs for United and also say oh, on that yeah, same level is that like the, like Colorado sports themselves have never necessarily that, I mean, we've never, had, you, you cut out, like, you cut out right there. have never necessarily what had that. Oh, okay. Like, like a historic reason to hate someone. Yeah. Like we've all, I mean, give us another 20 years and maybe it'll be different. Right. But yeah, it's yeah, never I think been. those are the ones that you have to accept. The ones where it's like recent or it's like, oh, like the Rocky or the D-backs beat the Rockies in a wildcard game. I hate them now. Like that makes no sense. The D-backs suck. They won one World Series back in the day. And other than yeah. that, they've been yeah. and, and there's no reason to really hate them. Because and building on that, it's also that like we are all of our teams are decently young to where there's nothing as historical as Everton versus Liverpool from the 1800s. Like right. Right. That's that's something that's so bred. So for me, I've never grown up being like, oh yeah, like fuck. Bears X, Packers y, is like the closest thing we have, really. Yeah, yeah. Like something something oh, that like man. is a rivalry that really kind of like started out at the beginning of the sport, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the one that I struggle with is Liverpool, where it's like. I, I follow a ton of Manchester United accounts on Twitter and stuff like that, um, you know, fan accounts and whatever else, and they'll go on and on. Like when when United were playing City, uh, they were rooting. There, there were some of them who were not not many of the ones I actually follow, but there were people who were advocating for United to purposely lose the game to City so that City would have the title and not Liverpool. So they preferred their, you know, their rival who isn't even the same town as them to lose over. Like it just, it didn't, it doesn't make any sense to me that level of rivalry on something that I don't have, I don't have any background on. It just seems weird for me to be like, yeah, fuck Liverpool. Like, but I don't feel like that. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if this translates. I'm trying to relate it back to I think the only time I've ever been so against a team winning that I would rather anyone else win except for when the Cubs won the World Series. I was like I was like I was like anyone but the Cubs, like anybody, just Dodgers, Yankees, anybody. Um I hate the Colts. And so like I I think that <laughs> I, I think fucking hate the Colts I, I'm trying so much. to relate it back to them. I'm trying to relate that back to them as far as like I would have preferred anyone like I would have preferred to deal like oh let the Blackhawks win another <laughs> let the Blackhawks win another cup and as long as the you know as long as the Cubs don't win a World Series or something like that but yeah. even then it doesn't make sense because like there's not a direct rivalry like that so, yeah I don't know I don't know either man but speaking of uh, you know moments that actually drive a uh, burning hate for another team. Guess what game was on at the uh, pub that I was at the other day with my uh, my dad and his uh, his friend? Tottenham. I will give <laughs> I will give you a hint. It was a playoff game from the two thousand and eleven NFL playoffs. Oh Jesus. Oh, damn. Oh fuck, I just sat my what round? shirt in the water. 
Was it wild card? Was it? It was wild card. It was wild card game. Uh, Steelers Broncos. Yep. <laughs> we got in there. Fuck we got you. in there. We sat down, and my dad just looks at the TV for a while, and he just goes, "Oh yeah, that's why it looked weird. This is a pretty old game." And I look up at Some, the TV, and I see that it says, "This." <laughs> I see it says 2011 in the corner, and I just look at it. I go, "Yeah, it's the second quarter. We've got to eat fast." <laughs> we need, like to, we need to. We need to ask Susie over there to change the channel, please. I can't, I can't do this. Hi, yes. Hi, yes. You see that gentleman? corner he's about to go ape shit if you just don't end this i can't watch tim tebow throw the only p- good pass he's ever <laughs> thrown in his fucking life <laughs> the disbelief Ugh. if tim tebow were to actually make it to the major league roster of the mets would you root for him no no fuck no no i know no. and that's saying something for me as a broncos kid he just, he just annoys me. He just annoys me. Okay, that's fair. It's just like, like, yeah. I don't I, judge you. I don't judge I mean, you. I, I, I would fair. not. Be yeah, no. He just annoys rooting. me. It's like. I also would not be actively rooting against the guy by any means. Like, I would oh yeah, be like, oh, it wouldn't be that level. No, that's more what I meant. Like, would you would you be actively rooting against him? Oh no, no. no. I ju- I just I just wouldn't like be excited that he was doing well. I wouldn't care. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It would be Can like we, it would be like when I found out that that uh, Alex Bregman was doing well. I'm just like I don't I don't care. Can we talk about how the Giants and Falcons score of that uh, NFC wildcard game was 24 to two, which means the Falcons <laughs> got a safe but then did not score any other points. <laughs> do, do you know what? Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that, but that is hilarious. <laughs> God, the greatest. And they 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 have safety in the. In the second quarter, and I'm really hoping that it was two to nothing. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. So they scored for safety, and they didn't score the rest of the game. And they got That's scored, so funny. scored twenty-four nothing after they. Like, well, and I believe that was the year that the. <laughs> I believe that was the year that the uh, the Giants won the Super Bowl too. So I think they they went uh, yeah. down two points only to when was uh, this? win the uh, entire thing. Oh, okay. So we're in the smear. Got it. Got it. Uh, yeah, that, that that was the helmet catch game, wasn't it? No, 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 no. It wasn't. That 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 was the playoffs, but not that game. Yeah, because that was oh, in the Super Bowl. Incredible. Oh, now I know what you guys are talking about. Sorry. It took yeah, the David the Tyree uh, catch. I believe that was 2011. I'm pretty sure. The only yeah. other overtime game other than the Brian Steelers was the NFC Championship, which was Giants and 49ers. Yes. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be so many more overtime games than. The well, NFL no, no. There was playoffs. also there really isn't. Like, the, well, there, there was really also the. Um, what do you call it? The uh, <laughs> Patriots and Falcons Super Bowl. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. the most recent one. Yep. The tw- the twenty-one three, twenty-four three, twenty-eight three, twenty-eight three. There we go. Twenty-eight three with uh, whatever left. With not long enough to lose left. Go Flackens. Yeah. Yeah, well. Disgraceful. How happened? Well, there actually is a surprisingly number a surprising number of NFL playoffs that have no overtime games. Um, you think that would be all the time. 
I, I wouldn't actually, because I, what I would do is I would look at what is the percentage of overtime games in an actual, in just in the regular season, and I'd just yeah. expect it to be near that number, and I don't think there's that many. If there's do you only think like... that's partly because the rules have been good enough at like preventing overtimes from occurring? Yeah, they, they do a good job of extending the end of a game to give a team a chance if they, uh, if they can just remain competent. The is there windows. anything that we didn't cover that we should have covered? That oh, obviously the Blazers to? going to play the yeah. Golden State Warriors in the uh, Western Conference Choo-choo. Finals. What are we going to do? Seth versus Steph. Um, well, his parents electric are going chair. to electric flip chair. a coin. Electric chair. <laughs> 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 Who the fucking worst, dude? I think that's against the uh, NBA PA. Oh, no, I meant... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys should just like watch it uh, and like record it for the podcast, and then just cut out the highlights. Just oh, cut out the highlights. Up. Just just yeah. the most boring parts of the game. No, 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 no he me- he meant to keep them. Keep I don't the think he meant to like, cut out oh, all the boring them. stuff. There we go. Where it's like all the parts where you guys are screaming and arguing about. Who oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. I get it now. I-, I thought you were saying that not, we should cut out the highlights. People. Don't no, no. kill people. But I thought you were saying cut out, cut out the, the highlights. highlights and just just upload a video of like the most boring plays. Like, <laughs> yeah. here's a pass that that got tipped and went out of bounds. Honestly, and that here's... might be pretty fun though. So maybe do both. Maybe do both. Here's a missed here's a layup from uh, Al Farouk Aminu. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe do both. I feel like you should do both. Here's where Kevon Looney got a defensive rebound. Hey. Defense re- defensive rebounds are exciting, okay? How dare Sometimes. you? Here was Sometimes. Steph slipping on a wet spot trying to come down the court, but it's okay. He's all right. Here's, they just here's the, the next blank. Yeah. Here's, the the paper, here's the water boy on the side of the sideline. It's just hanging out. Just chilling. This is Terry Stotts Here, looking the, very displeased. Here's a Greg um, Popovich tweeting about <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> um, I am excited. I don't know about y'all. Yeah, um, no, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm pretty fucking thrilled. Like, although I will say I think Denver probably would have been an equally, like, decent. I think, I think Denver matchup. would have given you guys more difficulty, actually. I, I, think, yeah. I, I, I think we were very lucky to get through that round. I'm very happy that we did, but I think we were very lucky to get through that because we had to kind of rely on Jamal Murray just disappearing, yeah. even though Lillard did also, so it kind of offsets. It still was. Yeah, and I don't think, like, that. that's the thing with with, with McCollum and Lillard. It's like, if Lillard disappears for a bit, yeah, then you don't necessarily have the bench to make it up. Whereas for us, right. like... In Especially with, six with players now, getting hurt, yeah. Yeah, with, uh, with us with game six, like, Sean Livingston stepped up and had a game. Andre Iguodala had a game. Like, yeah. Draymond was doing decent at point, which still is always weird to me, but, like, it happens. <laughs> like, isn't he just the Rottweiler? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see there's, like, a story about how his mom texted him to just shut up and play? That's and hilarious. he attributed that as to how, like, why he avoided so many, te- like, getting teed up in game six. And then put her in his Invisalign commercial. Or game five. Oh, he's so good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, bring it on, David. I'm um, I'm I'm excited for it. The, what I keep telling people who, because people are like, you think we have a chance? Like people at work are asking that, like as if I'm the guy with the seer stone. Like you hmm, are. This is no, it's not a magic eight ball. It's it's not. No, trust me. Don't. No, no, no. That's 
That's not an eight. Trust me. Um, <laughs> it's an infinity sign. It's an infinity sign. Yes. It's a, it's my seer, my seer stone. Yeah. Um, yeah. but they keep asking and, and my, my response keeps being, if we can steal a game in Oakland of the first two, we've got a chance. If we go down, yeah. if we go yeah, down O two, like not San Francisco too. Yeah, they play in Oakland, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> they do. Same, they they do. play in Oakland, not San Francisco. Yes, they right. Do. Um, the way you said, that, I was like, wait, no, I'm right, right? Like that didn't. No, you that. you are right, but it, it yeah. feels like it's a people do that as a knock sometimes. Yeah, well, they no. play in the Bay Area. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but That's if we if we can if we can steal one of those first two, I think we've got a shot. But if we go down O two, yeah. like I, I don't see how I don't see how the Blazers are gonna win four of five. Yeah. I mean, we were talking today, I took an informal poll of people who give a shit in the mayor's office. And it's about fifty fifty of people thinking it's either gonna go five games or six games. Yeah, okay. But the way you started thinks... that, I was like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's about 50 it, like... 50. And I'm like, are you high? No, like, there, there's, I was about to say, there's no, like, nobody has doubted that the Warriors will drop this series. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like, it's, I think the first couple games are going to be close. I think that, I think they have to get the first one. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that the games the are going to be one. close. Like, I feel like there's going to be, like, if you guys win in five, I would guess that two of the games are double-digit wins for the the Warriors. But yeah. if you guys, if it's a six or seven-game series, like it wouldn't surprise me if like all of the games are pretty close, and maybe yeah. one even goes to overtime. And as a sports person, like I would absolutely love seven games. Game seven is beautiful. Oh, I would love it. Uh, now, if Durant comes but, back, this completely changes everything. But I'm expecting him to be out for the whole series. I think he'll come back in four. As someone who just survived a game seven with double overtime, I hate game seven. I don't want to see it. Ever. What are you talking about? You secretly relish game sevens. Uh, oh, I what do. You live for. I do, but I also they terrify me. So I feel like I should just <laughs> warn you. It's wonderful. Do not root for them. Just root for your team to win in six. And I appreciate if they oh, do. Yeah, no, I'm rooting for them. Don't have that type of like. Okay, let's heart be real. Problem. I'm um, rooting for the. War- to win in four. Ooh, yeah, of okay, course, because you want you want them to rest. Yeah, that's that's my. I would love that to happen. However, realistically speaking, I think five. I think six is not that much of a stretch. I don't yeah. think it'll go to seven. But if it does, that means it's a good series, and I will prepare my heart accordingly by avoiding red meat and alcohol have until I, the game starts. How I can leave? <laughs> The other series, though, that I'm watching, I'm going to be watching really closely is the Raptors and the Bucks because if the Blazers get through somehow, let's let's just let's go to that world for a moment. It's a really Could fun world. Imagine? We have we have free free vodka for everybody. <laughs> um, that's that's how you get there. Actually, um, we in order for us to have a good time in that world where the Blazers are having a fair matchup in the finals, uh, we need the Raptors to lose because Ennis Cantor yeah. can't go to Canada <laughs> or he'll get extradited or, he, or, or there's a good chance he'll get extradited to Turkey. Brilliant. So Milwaukee really needs to, to 
do a number on Toronto and and give us a shot to have a fair chance at the finals. Otherwise, it's there's no Can way. I also, just say I love during conference this year. I mean, it's it's been so long since we've had a decently equitable Eastern Conference, and I like you can argue all you want. My my coworker always argues that it's hard for him to watch not Warriors basketball because he's so used to the finely tuned machine. It's like when you watch NFL yeah. versus watching college football and you just get so used to seeing like like when when I watch NFL, I'm like, oh my God, they, they made that pace that pass and they gained fifteen yards on the like the run after. Wow, how well done. Whereas for them that's like normal. Um that's the same for me. But I will say the Eastern Conference put like the postseason has been so much like well the, the Celtics Bucks series was not fun no no but but, I, but just, otherwise I know what you mean it's pure chaos like it's it's not pure chaos but it's like I it's, think it's particularly you're seeing these two teams ha- like the Raptors and the Bucks have an equal chance at like they, they one of the two of them is going to the finals and yeah. like five years ago you never would have assume that well and the other candidate was philadelphia like like they've been exciting as well and and are equally as you know if like five years ago like somebody goes hey philly's gonna you know let's say they had won philly's gonna be in an eastern conference final in the next five years like if somebody had said that because they came they came just one bouncing ball away from from having it go into overtime and part of it is that, like, you know, they're not as good at basketball, necessarily speaking. <laughs> but also, you know, they how, have all this young talent. I'd love to see that interview afterwards. So uh, how, how are you guys feeling about this one? Well, you know what? We just, we just weren't as good as basketball at, uh, <laughs> we, as the other just, team was. We could not <laughs> score as many points as the other team. You know, we and tried to score more than lost. them, but unfortunately they scored more than us. And, you know. <laughs> But, but I mean, so many young kids who are having a fucking blast playing for their teams. That's where, like, the Nuggets have actually been fun to watch in the postseason. I mean, even for me growing up in Colorado, I never watched the Nuggets as much. Because, mm-hmm. like, I knew we had Chauncey Billups, and then we got Carmelo Anthony, and uh, he's annoying. I stopped. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really cool to see a bunch of young, a young, bunch of young bucks out there having fun and really reveling postseason experience yeah and to see them all have their hopes and dreams for the warriors crush them <laughs> so i'm excited before the warriors crush them. <laughs> i mean that is the likely thing to have happen but um real quick hockey hack how you hanging in over there uh you caught me out of good time though that's the thing <laughs> Uh, it's the blues here. Um, uh, after game one was not feeling great, but feeling good now. Feeling good. Uh, I've told everyone that the sharks only score when the blues do something monumentally stupid. Um, (laughs) they turned over the puck four times, which led to four goals in the first game. Ooh. Um, which is the exact difference. So, uh, should game one game one, the two goals tonight, one was on a shorthanded goal on a turnover. And then the other one was a, uh, turnover, uh, basically a pass from behind their own net directly to a sharks player in front of the net. Well done. Um, so those were the two goals tonight. 
so it should have been four nothing tonight. Um, so feeling good going back to St. Louis uh, with one uh, one, which is better than you could have hoped for. It could have been o two. Um, feeling good. No problems well, at all right now. We'll check uh, in tomorrow. As a oh, well, tomorrow is not going to matter because they don't play. Um, but on a, on Wednesday, feel free to check in. We'll check uh, in and I'll, I will I will say the same thing and uh, I will I will uh, uh, echo our Lord and Savior Jordan Bennington. Do we look nervous? We don't look we don't look nervous. <laughs> We're not nervous at all. No nervousness here. I'm gonna put that on your tombstone. Do or I your urn. Nervous? If if the blues somehow do this, you can put do I look nervous on you can tattoo it on my forehead if you want. No, I'm not going to tattoo it on your forehead. <laughs> we don't, but but I, I would like you to tattoo somewhere on your body, it's the Blues year if they win. I might be okay with that. Ooh, ooh, yes. Oh my gosh, I'm actually, we can make a really cool tattoo out of this too. I got to win though, so we'll see. Step one. A long way to go. We Step won't hold is... you to it, but well, we'll I'm, hold I'm... you to it. Mahindi is making $16 million on the Wizards roster both of the next two years, or this year and next year. God, that's so poorly managed. That, that was just still uh, open right in front of me, and I just read it and went, what the fuck? <laughs> the, the closing of the tabs. <laughs> yeah. The, the final, final ceremony.